Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're You're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 123 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 7 through 11, where puppets must defeat puppets, everybody's mugs get cracking, and the Akatsuki shoot chakra dragons at a nine-eyed monster statue. Hold on, let's not race past the all of the cups breaking, because this is very important. Don't you know that any time you step on a crack, your mother gets her back a little bit broken? And when you have a friend of yours that has been poisoned, it will break your teacup. And that is just a normal, everyday thing that everyone knows about. I'm just saying. It's just, just science. Let's jump Oh my god. Uh, Well, we're finally recording this episode after some real technical issues. My kingdom for a working chat (laughs) app. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Uh, So uh, we're living in the same world as you where um, uh, lots and lots of new chat apps and things have come into play. Um, And that is because everybody is working from home uh, across the world, basically. Um, and so there's the likes of Zoom and GoToMeeting and there's like a Microsoft Teams app. And then Google was like, okay, so we have this app called Hangouts, which works the same way as our new app, which is called Meet. But let's just screw everybody that's using Hangouts and switch over to Meet. And sometimes Meet doesn't work correctly at all, which is what we've been finding out. And it's frustrating as hell. Yeah, Meet Um, feels like it's very much in beta and sometimes just doesn't work at all. So like Spencer and I spent maybe 10 minutes trying to get our conversation going on Meet, but his phone said that I was muted, but my phone said that I wasn't. (laughs) Or medium rare Meet, right? Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know. It's just annoying. And I don't want to keep downloading new message apps every three fucking episodes. I just want the ones that we have to work. And it's annoying. Yeah. I'm annoyed. Um, Yeah. I'm frazzled. And you Um, know how very rarely I like to say that word. Um. <laughs> also, well, um, before we get started, we have, uh, we have a couple of things to make sure people are aware of. Yeah, uh, the first and least important thing (laughs) is that this is our 150th episode that we have recorded. That includes all but like one announcement special. Uh, I think that I think Spencer recorded some announcement by himself uh, that I did not track down. But everything else we've recorded, this is, I think, the 150th thing. So this is Mewtwo. Uh, Also, in our regular coverage, this is 123, which is Scyther. So it's a good Pokemon episode. Uh, even though it's not about Pokemon, right, it's, it's all good news. And that's an important thing that you should know. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this early on Friday morning, um, you, you'll you be able to uh, um, try to uh, catch catch us catch us outside. How about that? Um, so, <laughs> wow. Um, uh, I, I'm just going to throw it out there that we, we recorded a live episode um, a couple of weeks ago now. 
Um, and there have not been very many views on it on YouTube. And I understand because we haven't had a YouTube channel for very long. Um, but if you want to check that out, we do have a YouTube channel and you should check it out. And more important things to say, um, if you are not a patron with us yet, you need to get on the damn train. Um, because we have started releasing um, Patreon-only content, which is really exciting. Um, we're releasing it monthly. Uh, it's covering Bleach. Not only are you getting a episode of additional content every month, you're also getting a special follow-along with uh, Blake as he reads the manga, which we have affectionately called... Uh, 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 <laughs> uh Blake's Bleach Vlog, um, which I I just can't say five times fast without completely screwing that up. It so, was also, um, I was so happy when you suggested that because I hadn't thought of a name for it. And I love silly, alliterative names for things that use my name when I'm one of the people working on them. Jesus Christ! I've thought of- it's like it's like uh, you were just like you know, you know what really scratches my back uh, alliteration and my own self. <laughs> yeah, I I I think uh, this is one of the places where my ego is the strongest. Um, I usually I don't know I I'm definitely somebody who responds to like positive feedback and recognition. Those are high up on my this makes Blake feel good and motivated list. But I try not to be I try to temper that so that I'm not like some sort of self-centered asshole. That said, whenever I'm thinking of like, I would like to start a blog or a podcast or something like that, I'm like, I should put my name in there so that it's kind of like to me when I think about it, it's like branded content. So I'm like, if you know of Blake and Spencer get jumped and you know of Bleak's Blake's bleach blog. Okay, neither of us can say yes. that. Yes, yes. Uh, I love it. You can't even say it, and it's your own damn name. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first time. So, uh, but I don't know. I think of it almost as like this is the brand of Blake made this, and if you like some of the stuff that he's made, you might like this stuff. That's definitely where my brain goes. But I definitely think uh, less consciously. I'm like, people should love me. <laughs> well, that's good to know, Blake. Uh, bleak or blocky. <laughs> yeah, that was that also was how uh, my husband had my name in his phone until I think quite recently. As bleak? <laughs> no, as blocky. Oh, great. With the um, apostrophe so, and the uh, accent on the E, the whole works. <laughs> great. Anyways, um, so uh, in other news of things that are, are coming around the bend, uh, Soul Eater is... No more. Over. Um, so uh, it, uh, a couple of things about that. Um, first and foremost, the voting is ending very soon, um, as in next week. Um, so if you have not voted yet, you need to get onto that. Um, we have a neck and neck race uh, for the finish. Um, right now, Avatar The Last Airbender and Kill a Kill are um, separated by a single vote. Um, so it is, it is hotly contested right now. Yeah, it's um, real. This I, vote is I, real. I am really pleased to say that the Fate Stay series has zero votes. <laughs> I'm, I am and, disappointed in our listeners for not hate voting for that just because of how much you talked about <laughs> not wanting to watch it. 
Um, <laughs> but I will say the dark horse in the race right now is a regular at Magic High School. It has a couple of votes, and uh, it is it is definitely behind the two front runners. But uh, look, I'm excited to watch it if it, it gets enough votes. So I mean, if that is your jam, let us know. But I am not going to be upset about watching Kill a Kill or Avatar: The Last Airbender. So I mean, you know, I'm yeah. happy either way. Uh, also, yeah, we had somebody on Reddit that commented about Avatar The Last Airbender, and I don't know if they voted on Patreon. I admonished them to vote on Patreon. Uh, again, you don't have to be a patron to vote. You just have to have a Patreon login. Um, so it's pretty easy. Yeah, which is free, so you can sign up for it. Yeah, and I think you can log in with your Facebook and maybe your Twitter. Like, there's a couple of ways that you can just, like, super streamline it if you're one of those people that likes to do that. So... Uh, yeah, I told them to vote. I don't know if they did, but I do know that the votes changed shortly after that. But I also voted on the day I told them to vote. So it might just have been my vote, but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the votes are on Patreon, but this person also was like, I would love for you guys to cover Avatar, even though it's not an anime. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get into that, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, speaking of outside, how about now? (laughs) Um, we have to talk about, uh, some cabbages and how good they are. Um, but also if you're a cabbage farmer, some bad things might be happening to your cabbages. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So, so if we're voting, so, okay, this week, this on this Friday, the 10th, we're releasing this episode that we're recording right now. The Naruto episode next Friday is Yu Yu Hakusho. So, when does voting close between Yu Yu Hakusho and the at week after, which is Hunter x Hunter? I mean, it is it is going to close next Friday. So okay, um, so so by it, the time it, people it, listen to the Yu Yu Hakusho episode, it will already be too late. I'm I'm probably gonna push it. I, I I usually push it to the Monday before, so you have you have a little bit more time onto it. Uh, but I, I think I said specifically on this one, nope, nope, I didn't. Um, I, I didn't give a specific date that it is going to close, but hey, it's going to close next week um, or slightly after that. But just be aware. <laughs> it's going to close on or just after our next episode, which is Yu Yu Hakusho. It will close before the episode after that, which is Hunter x Hunter, which is the episode before the new series premieres. So whatever it is, yes. there will be one episode of pr- already scheduled content before that that you will mm-hmm. have missed the boat if you wait until then. And I think that's a change. That's why yeah. I wanted to like really hammer this home because I, I agree. I think in yeah. the past, our voting has usually closed like the week of the show coming yeah. out, which is yeah. honestly and like the later biggest than, reason. Huh? The biggest reason that we decided to do that was uh, mostly mostly because of the um, the incessant harping that you gave me about how we needed to always have um, the the next show inside of the outro, uh, even on special episodes that we release. Um, so <laughs> this is a change. I was like, I, I don't want to hear any of. Yeah, I didn't want to hear any more griping about it, so I was just like, okay, fine, we'll get it done before the the episode of Hunter Hunter or God, oh God, what did I do? Uh, Hunter X Hunter. Oh um, my God, damn it! Now we can't be friends I'm anymore. Divorcing you. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, but so, look, uh, I told that's... Spencer that I wanted it to be that way, and I am the change I want to see in the world, and that's why my name isn't everything. 
Yeah, absolutely. Full circle. Um, so, um, before we uh, before we completely jump in, because I mean, we spent a lot of time chatting about shit before this. I do have um, random anime to... things that I just want to touch on too before we jump in. Yeah, but I I I've started to interact with people inside of Reddit, which is a very weird world to be inside of, uh, because sometimes they will give you just an unlimited amount of shit for nothing. Um, and other times people are just super great and super nice on Reddit. Um, and so, um, one of the things that I, I decided to start doing is to give shout outs to badass people that, uh, I, I find on Reddit, um, especially ones that are doing really cool artwork. Um, so, uh, really, really quick. Um, the, the first one that I found, if you're a huge fan of Yu Yu Hakusho and you also like the artwork styling of Scott Pilgrim, um, uh, follow Git XX Lost on Twitter. Um, he has a awesome um, Hie, um, uh artwork thing that he did. It looks a lot, a lot uh, like it was inspired by Scott Pilgrim. It's really, really badass. And then the other one, which I would, uh, I would hold, is um, maybe my favorite thing I've ever found on Reddit art-wise. Um, is this other guy uh, that it's uh, the Instagram is CDH creations. Um, and what he does is uh, wood cutouts um, and the, the coloring of the wood is the coloring that he uses for, for shading um, on the, the different wood carvings that he did. And there is one that we posted on Twitter. It just is a beautiful Hie wood carve out it is, if you can't tell, I'm a big fan of Hiei as yeah, well. Um, get around. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's just, it's really, really, really beautiful um, and really cool work. So if you wanted to check that out. Um, and then the very last one is going to be this, this artist um, that just does beautiful, beautiful ink work. Um, uh, it's loyal underscore Dan nine on Instagram if you wanted to check it out. Um, he does, uh, really, really cool layout work. Um, I threw out some love on Twitter. Um, but also, uh, I decided I'm just kind of like, you know, spread the love around on side of the podcast as well. Yeah. Well, you know, we have a lot of listeners that don't follow us on Twitter, so, uh, that's a good idea, but also you should follow us on Twitter because Spencer tweets like a lot and, uh, there's some interesting stuff that he's tweeting that doesn't make it onto the show that you don't see if you're not following us. So, you know, you should follow yeah. us. Yeah. Why aren't you following me on Twitter? <laughs> um, well, I've been, I have had a couple of anime things uh, and manga things this past week or two that I just wanted to touch on very fast, just to say like, these are the things in the anime and manga world that I've been interacting with that are not a part of our show. Uh, First of all, I finally took the plunge and uh, got a subscription to a uh, manga reading website that I am not going to name because they are not a sponsor of our show, but they are. The, not yet, but I'm trying. Well, they are also <laughs> the reason that our show is named the way it is. So that shouldn't be a hard mystery to fall, solve. Uh, I have uh, created a list of the manga that they have on their service and randomized it so I can read them in a completely random order because that is the way I roll. So I am reading series not based on the ones that looked the most interesting or that I was the most excited about, but that uh, happened to be at the top of the list after randomizing it. 
the first one is called Stealth Symphony, and I am about halfway through it because it's only like 10 or 12 chapters. Uh, I think it's probably because it got canceled. It's interesting. The artwork is very good. Um, the story is intriguing, but a little meandering and unfocused. Uh, it's basically like a world with different types of like uh, magical, mythical races all mixed in in a sort of modern fantasy setting or sort of modern urban fantasy. So they're all living in a city, but there's like elves and lizard people and stuff like that running around. Uh, the main character has an artifact that is actually a dragon artifact attached to his back. And if he is attacked with uh, malicious intent, the dragon artifact will protect him and then rebound the attack with double the power on the attacker. So he is very hard to kill, but he also doesn't like it because it's made him feared and kind of perceived to be a menace. So he's come to this city to get it off and the story continu continues from there. Uh, it's pretty interesting. The artwork is great, uh, but I don't know really where the story is going and there's not that many chapters left. So I don't know if it's going to come to anything or if it's just going to kind of peter out. Uh, I've also been rereading Rosario Vampire. I have read four or so chapters of that, which is past where I read previously many years ago when it ran in the original print edition of this manga magazine here in America. And uh, it's cute. I like fantasy things. It's very much a harem fan service series, and I don't like that, but I do like the fantasy, and they tend to have a fight at the end of each chapter. And I like those parts, so I'm still reading it, and we'll see if that continues. Uh, I picked up and immediately dropped some sort of Sasuke Uchiha chibi parody series. Uh, super not my style. I could not get through the first chapter. Uh, and I am reading, uh, what's it called? Food Wars? Is that the one where they go to <laughs> what's the it, cooking what's school? What's it called? Food Wars? I think it's called <laughs> Food Wars. Uh, and that show, I had heard a couple of things about it. It sounded like something that I would not like even a little bit. And fuck, I am hooked. It is a really interesting premise. I'm only two or three chapters in. So I don't know if that hook is going to last. A lot of times series don't keep you after the initial hook. But man, the initial hook really got me. And I am shocked at how invested I am in this anime about people cooking dishes. But uh, or sorry, the manga about it. Uh, I'm really invested. Of note, this also has a lot of fan service in it because it does this weird thing where when people eat a dish that they like, they have a sort of dream sequence that is often featuring them naked and with just like their naughty bits barely covered by something. Uh, and if that something is like octopus or squid, there's tentacles involved and all that kind of shit. So it's, it's really mildly pornographic occasionally, but it's done in this really strange way that makes a weird type of sense with the story. So it's also not exceedingly pervasive. It's usually just like one panel a chapter, so it's pretty easy to get past. Um, and then finally, in my anime watching, I re I have watched a couple more episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4. Uh, Longtime listeners will know I watch things very sporadically and very slowly, so I'm still near the beginning of Part 4. But it's fantastic. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a show that we did not particularly like most of the time. And Part 4 has been all hits so far. I really like it. I am shocked at how good it is compared to how bad I thought part three and two and most of one were. 
Uh, it's great, and I'm excited to keep watching it, which is a new feeling towards JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And uh, I'm going to keep you guys posted whenever I watch more episodes of it in, you know, three months or however long. Yeah. Um, in news of what Spencer is reading, um, it is not as exciting as randomizing everything and then watching it. That's um, my what life. he has been doing. What he has been doing is uh, getting completely caught up with uh, My Hero Academia. Um, <laughs> I am 100% caught up, and it is now um, my life is ruined um, because <laughs> I'm having to wait week to week again to get my fix. Um, and if anybody has ever ridden that dragon, um, it's dangerous, and you can't fill that void with uh, My Hero Academia um whatever the rogues one is where it's like it, it's like oh vigilantes uh, i don't vigilantes it's i, I it's not as good um is it <laughs> good at all saying, i haven't heard any it's, reviews it's fine it's fine okay it's like it's it's okay so think about my hero academia as weed like really good weed and then think of vigilantes as that that weed that you got out of a tire that came up from mexico um and you're just kind of like i guess i'll smoke it but also like i'm gonna cough a whole lot and feel terrible in the morning um so that's that's just kind of how it is what Um, an analogy other the other thing that i am doing which is monolithic and also, you can follow my journey. Is I'm reading One Piece. Ooh. I'm reading all of One Piece, <laughs> and I'm starting from chapter one, not where I left off, which was chapter like 750, because I had read very sporadically. And also, the other thing that I did with One Piece, and I am, I am sad to say that I had done this, but One Piece is fucking dense. Like when you read a manga chapter of One Piece, by the end of it, you're just like, okay, I'm I'm done reading manga for the day, um, because there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of writing inside of the pages. There are a lot of characters that are talking at the same time, um, and the other thing is that there are so many characters that are I look important, um, and if you know what I mean by that or haven't heard that before. Um, inside of a, a lot of manga and a lot of anime, there are just like these generic characters that you're just like, I don't need to worry about them. They don't, they're not wearing special clothes. They're not important. One piece doesn't do that. Everybody looks like they could be important. So you're just like prepared for all the different things, which I can say that's probably one of the things that it, it contributes to the longevity of this as a manga where it's like you feel rewarded at the end of each, you know, each week where a new chapter comes out because it is so dense. Um, but it also makes it just like a fucking steep curve to get back into it if you wanted to start from one, which huh. I do and I did. And chapter one is dense, but also it's so good. It, like, you know, in fairness, so many things happen. Manga chapter ones tend to be two to three times as long as regular chapters because that's just how the industry works. It's kind of it's similar to doing a pilot episode, but except you're doing like you you, because you have all this extra time, I think you tend to like release larger chapters. So 
your average ma- shonen manga chapter is going to be like 18 to 20 pages. And your average shonen manga first chapter is going to be about 60 pages. So it's definitely much, much longer than usual. If you're ever like, I'm going to read the first chapter of this thing. It's not going to be bite-sized if you're used to reading, you know, regular weekly chapters of other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So be prepared for that. If you want to follow the journey on Twitter, um, I'm going to be reading about three chapters at a time. Uh, I'm going to be doing it not every day, um, but I will be, I will be grinding them out and then I will tweet about how I felt. Um, so if you wanted to follow along with that, um, I was trying to watch uh, uh, all, a new anime episode of other stuff every day that that ended up being frustrating um, just because I, I felt like I kept on getting behind because other things were coming up. But manga is one of those things where I'm just like, I can pick it up, I can read a bunch at a time, and then I can write about it. Yeah, that makes so sense. So if you want like to a- come along with the journey. Yeah, you have like a full time job and a wife and a you know relatively young child, so it's I'm hard. busy, y'all. It's hard to make time <laughs> sometimes. Oh my god, we have to get into these episodes, but uh, luckily these episodes don't have anything inside of them. So uh, without <laughs> further ado, uh, previously on Naruto Shippuden. Okay, Naruto is a world of ninja. They are, of course, anime ninja, so they wear bright colors and fight using a magic system. Um, Naruto is the titular character. He is a young kid. He's probably around 15 or 16 at this point in the series. Uh, Shippuden is the sequel series to the original Naruto in the manga. It's all just Naruto. They don't change the name. Uh, We're early on in Shippuden, but we did a couple hundred episodes of Naruto before this. Then Shippuden picks up with a three-year time skip. Uh, Naruto has been off training. He's come back to the village much, much stronger and ready to find their estranged friend and former teammate, Sasuke, who ran off to be with this creepy dude named Orochimaru, who uh, has promised to make him stronger using something called a cursed seal, but also secretly wants to take over his body to preserve his own longevity and steal Sasuke's technique. Uh, Naruto and Sas- uh, Sasuke's teammate is Sakura. She is girl in Naruto, uh, the original series. That's basically her entire personality. She has a crush on Sasuke. She doesn't like Naruto because he's annoying, and she is like basically a complete failure in all other ways. Uh, in Shippuden, they have completely rectified the ship. She is now super badass, very strong, very dangerous, has actual jutsu that feel unique and interesting to her. Uh, she's also become a medical expert, which we'll see this episode. Their former mentor is their current team leader. It's a guy named Kakashi. He is uh, very powerful. He has a uh, technique called the Sharingan Eye, which is the kind of thing that usually only shows up if you're born with it and you have to be born into the family that Sasuke was born into. Uh, However, uh, Kakashi got his eye through some other means that we'll find out way later. And uh, so he has that. It makes him very, very formidable. And uh, he trained them in the original series. They Now that they've returned and gotten much older, they are working as teammates and he's just the team leader. So he's still in charge, but it's a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, there's this evil organization called the Akatsuki. It's made up of a couple of different characters, most of whom we have not met at this point in the series. But what we have learned of them is that they are a group of atypically powerful and dangerous ninja and that they are working together on some sort of mysterious but nefarious goal. Two of the members of the Akatsuki 
showed up for the first time in the first episodes of our Naruto Shippuden coverage. They are Deidara and Sasori. Deidara is kind of a loud and maybe like brash and a little bit flippant character. He is uh, obsessed with art, but for him specifically, art means things that explode. He has the ability to make bomb creatures with his mouth hand uh, or hand mouth um, and by bomb creatures, I don't mean awesome. I mean creatures that uh, will uh, eventually explode because they are also actually just bombs. Uh, Sasori is a mysterious dude. He is uh, squat and covered mostly in cloaks and robes and face masks and stuff. Um, and I think we've seen at this point in the series that he has a giant scorpion tail that can come out from under him. Uh, and uh, that's about all we know about him at the start of these episodes. Um, both of those Akatsuki members have showed up in a place called Sunagakure, the village hidden in the sand. Um, that is a place where some characters from the original series, uh, that Naruto befriended live, specifically a character named Gara, who showed up in the original series as a villain, but that's because nobody loved him. And when Naruto empathized with him, Gara changed his ways and became a cool dude and eventually became the ninja president of his village. His brother is Konkuro, who is a puppet master, which means that he uses giant deadly puppets to fight by controlling them with his chakra. Um, and they have a sister named Tamari, who is actually in the village that Naruto lives in right now at the start of these episodes. Um, so Deidara attacked the Sand Village and uh, was able to defeat Gara in battle. He has now captured Gara and is taking him away from the city, and uh, that's not good, and that's going to pick us up in Episode 7. Yeah, so Episode 7 is going to be named Run, Kankaro. Uh, this episode, I was like, okay, so what we're going to get out of this is a fight between Kankaro and uh, Sasori, and it's going to be great, but instead, it's not... And it's terrible. <laughs> also, most of the fight is in the next episode, weirdly. Um, yeah, I feel like that's I just there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of plot stretching in these episodes, which is a type of filler where things take longer than they strictly need to because they're trying to fill some time. And uh, you can tell if you've watched these episodes before. If you haven't, I think you're impatient to get to the good stuff because I remember being impatient to get to the good stuff when I watched them initially, but I think they're good episodes yeah. on the rewatch. They're a little worse because of how uh, drawn out everything is. Yeah. And I'm going to throw out there that um, I decided because I had been so invested in, in reading manga recently as well, that I wanted to check out and see if the manga translated to follow along with this at the same speed. It does. Um, it's uh, it, there. There is a lot of uh, of Conqueror going like, I'm going to go and follow after where Gara got taken away from. Um, and look at this sand that is a slightly different color than the sand on the ground um, and trying to follow these different tracks. And they they took all of the effort to create these different tracks so that he couldn't nobody could follow along with where they were going. But nobody decided to check as well that there was slightly different colored sand that was falling on the ground. I was just like, ah, that's bullshit. Like, yeah, it's a <laughs> real oversight from the Akatsuki members. Uh, also, I liked when they initially revealed this, that like, oh, 
So Gara's body is always covered in a shield of his own special sand. And since he's been defeated and he is unconscious, his shield is starting to crack and fall off. And that is leaving a little breadcrumb trail. But I was excited because I thought like, oh, Gara is like using his like the last bit of his consciousness to leave a breadcrumb trail for his brother. But actually, he's just unconscious and it's falling off of him. Yeah, and it it doesn't I, uh, whatever. So um, also Naruto uh, goes back to his old apartment three years later, and it's still there and hasn't been rented yeah. out. So uh, okay, good job. Here's the other thing. <laughs> Here's the other thing about Naruto's apartment. It's been with nobody inside of it for two years. Do you know what dust is? <laughs> dust is created most of the time from people in rooms. So like most of the dust that is settled on different things inside of your room is just like, you know, flaked skin or dust that you have, you have brought in from the outside world. Um, or it is, you know, like it is, is different, like little pieces of things that most people are creating. That's why if you're inside of a room and you you're you know you don't dust regularly, that will um, there will be a th- a layer of dust that comes around. Um, but if you are to leave a room for two years inside of it, the the layer of dust that would be inside of there would actually be less than if you had lived inside of it and never dusted. That being said, there is a crazy amount of dust inside of Naruto's room, so I was like. Motherfucker, how dusty was this room before you left? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I don't think Naruto is much for dusting. So, <laughs> also, I mean, it, I, it's. I will say, it's just so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I definitely got like fanboy warm feelings uh, when Naruto returned to his uh, his apartment, and this is stupid because we just finished watching Naruto, and there was no delay between us starting Shippuden. But even still, I was like, ah, oh, it's been so long, but he's back. <laughs> I'm nostalgic for three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I am as God made me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, uh, the other thing that is going to happen is that the the people in the village hidden in the sand are going to be like, oh, shit, we need help. Um, so they're going to send a, a bird messenger. Ugh, um, a bird who has a name. The, <laughs> Everybody fucking says it. Don't worry it. about that bird name. Don't worry about the bird's name. Don't talk about it. They just keep saying it. First I'm like, rule. it doesn't matter. They just keep repeating it. <laughs> the bird who must not be named. It's Voldemort the bird. <laughs> yeah, oh my so god. The- Anyways. Oh my god. Voldemort is a bird. He doesn't have a nose. That's like how birds are. He just has a beak. He's a snake. Snakes have beaks. Whatever. Um, <laughs> hashtag snakes have beaks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I. It's also this is the thing. Like Naruto is a world. According to the creator, it is a modern times, except as if ninja, like all the you know anime magical ninja shit had existed. I'm sorry. And so, I'm sorry. Modern times, as as uh, except for ninjas. <laughs> yeah, and so they have TVs and they have transistor radios and they have all this kind of like modern technology that shows up periodically, but definitely not like super modern. Just 
just a few things that have been around in our society for like a while, but they're using a bird Mm -hmm. to send this message and that's their fastest means of transmission. And that is a little surprising. I know. I like, I just, Oh my God. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes this, this, the show just baffles me with technology, the way that they do technology inside of this world. Um, if you want to hear a a really good representation, or I'm sorry, if you want to watch a very good representation of you might have magic, but the technology is probably going to advance as well, the jump between Avatar The Last Airbender and Korra, that is the way that technology usually advances even if you had magical powers. So, like, <laughs> you're not... I just... It, it it does a better example, in my opinion, of this, but to each their own. I yeah. guess you need TV inside of the world, even if you have ninja powers. Um, <laughs> and read- also, like, you know, like, walkie-talkies that you can put inside of your ear, but for some reason you can't fucking long-distance transmission. <laughs> Yeah, I read a... Yeah, they should be able to, like, long-distance Morse code at least. Um, but yeah, they. I, I read something that, like, people don't... Some people don't like Legend of Korra because of the setting, because they don't feel like it was... A, it, it, they, they feel like it advanced too much. And I'm not one of those people. I think, like, you know, Aang was, what, like, 12 or so during the original series, and he lived to, I think, his 80s? Don't and you then, mean Ong, Blake? <laughs> shut up forever. And then Korra is like at least 13 or in the Soka. series. Like it's been about 100 years. Like that is a reasonable amount of technology advancement. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, um, so they're going to get this uh, letter traveled by bird um, and Hello. it's going to request some assistance. And so um, and so uh, they they decide to send out their best team to go help. Um, which is going to be Naruto and Kakashi, and also Sakura is there. Um, yeah, when you so, say they uh, decide to send their best team, what you mean is they decide to send the team that was standing in front of them, who was about to be deployed on a much less serious mission, <laughs> because they get the news while they're being deployed on that less serious mission, and Tsunade decides that it's too serious to wait to pull in anybody else. Yeah. It's really, it's really right pay, place, right time situation here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. um, so uh, this is episode eight. Conqueror by the way. is we're, going we're to have caught eight. up with the uh, whatever. No, we have to talk about really quick because Conqueror is going to have got, uh, caught up, um, and then Conqueror is going to uh, start to attack with one of his um, new. Um, and improved puppets. Um, But that puppet is going to be taken down by giant mechanical spike tail monster. Um, And uh, that takes us into the next episode, which is uh, episode eight, Team Kakashi Deployed. Um, This episode, (sighs) we're basically just going to have the same thing as last time where everybody talks about how um, they need to go and help. They've been deployed, and also Dry is like, "Don't use that one technique. You know that one technique. Don't use that one technique." And everybody out there is just like, "Ooh, tell us about the technique." And Jirai is like, "Not now. I'm gonna go write more erotica." <laughs> 
Yeah, I think uh, so. As as I've been learning Japanese on Duolingo, I think the whole like he's gonna use that technique thing is because of the way that the Japanese language works, and it's just that is a translation of how that sentence would work in Japanese, and it's just structured a little bit differently than how we would structure it. Um, but it always sounds. It's one of my favorite slash least favorite tropes of anime. Is the the whole like oh he doesn't mean that technique or that person and it's always just like the most blatant cliffhangery nonsense of just like I want you to know that there's a specific thing I'm talking about that's important but I'm not gonna tell you what it is yet and it just it comes up a lot it comes up here but yeah. the reason is that Naruto has a big giant fox demon living inside of him. And the Akatsuki, everybody knows that the Akatsuki are after Naruto because of the fox demon. And so uh, Jiraiya, rightly so, is skeptical of them sending Naruto on a mission with a small team of three, including Naruto, right to the Akatsuki. So he has concerns. Really sending him into the belly of the beast anyways. Um, the other thing that is happening is that Conqueror is getting his shit pushed in. Um, he is not doing well inside of this battle. The reason he is not doing well inside of this battle and what is revealed is that Sasori, um, tells Conqueror that yes, he is that Sasori. Um, and he is a, uh, he is the creator of the puppet design that is being used by Conqueror now. Um, he knows all about how they work. Um, he knows how to stop them. He knows all of their tricks. And also, he uses poison-tipped every fucking thing um, is what you're going to learn about Sasori. Everything that he uses is just covered in poison and don't get touched by it or cut by it because you're going to be screwed, which is what happens to Conqueror, and Conqueror is going to just completely black out. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, that will take us into the next episode. Conqueror does have a really funny moment, though, where he's like, so, like, he gets poisoned because Sasori hits him in the stomach with his big scorpion tail. And then, like, um, uh, you know, a minute later or something, Conqueror starts to feel weird and realizes that he's been poisoned. And his first thought isn't like, shit, when he stabbed me in the stomach earlier, I was poisoned. His first thought is like, I'm poisoned? How could that have happened? (laughs) And then he's like, it must have been in that (laughs) moment when I got really stabbed in the stomach earlier. And I'm like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Anyways, that takes us into episode nine, the Jinchuriki Tears. Um, or the Jinjir Chiriki's tears, um, because I guess it belongs to them. Um, I, I'm going to throw it out there that, uh, I didn't see any, uh, Jin Chiriki's crying inside of these episodes, yeah, uh, but no whatever, uh, Naruto oh, I, naming, um, maybe actually yes. it might be referring to Naruto. I guess so. He gets a little bit choked up at the end when he's talking about how he wants to save this person that um, helped him find himself. Um, There is one of the most beautifully striking moments inside of uh, the the manga adaptation to the anime adaptation, um, which is going to uh, talk about um, the 
the world that uh, Naruto grew up in and the world that Gara grew up grew up in, and it's told very succinctly inside of three images. The first image is a mirror image of uh, of Gara being upset as a child and Naruto being upset as a child. They're both holding their arm to their face and then they are uh, wiping away tears. The next is Gara still alone and Naruto having more people around him to start supporting him. And then the last one is Gara still alone and Naruto being surrounded by even more people that are building him up. And Naruto is going to have this moment where he's just like, I know where he started and I know what got me through this and I cannot, you know, it, it makes it so much harder for him inside of this world because he grew up alone with this horrible, you know, burden onto him that was placed there from birth. So like, it's, it's just something that completely breaks him. That's jumping ahead a little bit, but it's just a beautiful moment, and it's it's in the manga. Um, it's it's really succinctly drawn inside of the manga, um, and it really caught my eye when I read along with it. Yeah, it's also I think one of the reasons why Gar is such a compelling character because he is such yeah. a good mirror to the hero of Naruto, and their relationship with each other and the ways that they're different really helps to highlight both of them, which is exactly what you're supposed to do with a villain. That's like your hero, but evil is show the reason that he became evil elucidates things about your hero also. And it works perfectly here. And it's on, it's on display. There are a couple of times in these episodes where they do like a little bit of flashback, no jutsu. And we see stuff from the original series and I was annoyed, but then I realized, like, this is technically billed as a different series, and we're only in the first couple of episodes, so it's okay for them to do, like, a little bit of flashback to information you should know. But this one about Gara, it's super important. Uh, it's all stuff that we've seen before, but it's done in such a way, and it's told so, so well and so, so in such, like, a concise way that it just, like, it hits really well. It's some of the best storytelling Naruto's had in such a short amount of time. Um, yeah, um, the the next thing that is going to be of note is that Konkuro has passed out. Sasori and uh, Deidara um, have left him in the dust to die, um, and uh, they he is going to be found by um, by some of the ninja um, from the village hidden in the sands. Um, he is brought back, uh, but they say that they, they can't heal them. They don't know what they should do. So they need to go, um, they need to go find somebody who is well-versed inside of poisons. Um, and so they go to find, uh, some of the elders. They kept on calling them the elders. Um, yeah, but there's... the really, really important one is, uh, uh, Chio. I think it's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, she is there's an a... old angry woman that is also badass. There's a specific reason they go to see her, and it's there's this guy named Baki. He is the Kakashi to uh, Gara and Konkuro and Tamari, and so um, Konkuro tells Baki that Sasori was the the person who attacked them and who poisoned him, and uh, he knows who Sasori is because this is a person that used to be in their village and was very powerful and very uh, very well known, um, and also he is Chio's grandson. And so Baki knows that Chio is a medical specialist 
and that her grandson is involved in the story. And so he's going to go get her, even though Chio and her brother live off in like an edge of the city or maybe like on the outskirts of the city or something. And they explicitly seem to want to be left alone. There's also this mm, yeah. really funny moment with Baki and it's not supposed to be funny, but it fucking was where he's like, I've got to go and see them and get them to come here and help Conqueror. And he's like, he leaves the medical, he leaves the, the examining room or whatever, where Conqueror is. And he starts to walk that direction and somebody stops him. And they're like, Baki, you can't leave. You have to come and give a briefing on this terrible situation that is ongoing right now. And Baki goes, I don't have time to give a stupid little briefing. I have to go do something important. And then the next time we see him, he is slowly walking up toward where Chio and her brother are. He's walking so slowly. I'm like, you definitely had time for that briefing. You were taking so long to do this. <laughs> A brief aside um, uh, on on that kind of stuff. Um, I have been uh, obsessively listening to this other podcast called uh, uh, Stuff You Should Know. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to it. Um, but one of the funniest anecdotes that I've taken away from it is that when they were building out Manhattan, they hired these this like team of uh, three guys, a one guy, his nephew. Um, so there was like a, a lot of nepotism there. And then a third guy who um, I guess was just there along for the ride. They were all very inept. And they took three three years to come up with someone else's design for the city of Manhattan. <laughs> they completely plagiarized it from somebody else. And so when you said this, I was just like, you had so much time to actually do the work. But instead you were just like, I don't have time. Phone it in. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I mean, there are so many reasons why he could be walking, but honestly, I think it's just because they forgot that he was in a hurry. Yeah. And Anyways, also because they're trying uh, to stretch for time. Yeah. The other thing that is going to be happening is that uh, Team Kakashi is going to meet up with Tamari. Uh, Tamari is, um, is, is uh, if you're reminded, if you need to be reminded, uh, another very important member of the village hidden in the sand. Um, uh, she is, she's uh, Gara's sister, right? Right. She is also the first of two mugs, which crack randomly and for no reason. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, the other thing that they are going to do is they're going to have that brief aside that we talked about before. Um, and Naruto is going to talk about how important it is to protect Gara and he wants to go and get him back. Um, setting up another thing where Naruto is just like, I got to go get somebody else back. Um, that takes us into episode 10, sealing technique, phantom dragons, nine consuming seals. So Datara and Sasori are going to arrive at their location, which is a cave with a seal on it that they're able to open. And inside that cave, they make contact with the leader of the Akatsuki, who's a weird guy with some weird eyes. And, uh, that guy wants to set up a ritual. Um, all of the Akatsumi members, except for Datara and Sasori, appear in what appears to be holograms. The Narutopedia said it was astral projection. Either way, it's basically the same thing. They're kind of like flickering 
uh, colorful images of themselves that are sort of also silhouettes. So the air of mystery is maintained. Uh, they're going to do this uh, summoning, or they're going to do this sealing technique, which will remove the uh, one-tailed beast from inside of Gara and seal it within this giant, horrible statue thing. And they say that this technique is going to take three days long. And then they <laughs> they start, the, the leader of the Akatsuki lights, there's these little, like, spheres that light up below them as the ritual starts and the leaders says spirit and then they start in with the colors of the rainbow and spencer do you want to know what the colors of the rainbow are uh i believe they are spirit blue white red uh, i think the next one is boar um south north three and then the, the other one is Sphere, right? Yes. This is the thing I had to look up before we recorded because it's so fucking absurd. Just like three <laughs> colors, an animal, two it's, of the four directions, one random number, and then a shape. Why? <laughs> I'm sure there's um, some let's not reason. Worry about that. <laughs> but Why? Okay, let's also get to the very important other thing, which is that um, some bad things are going to be happening soon. Um, and so everybody's cup is going to crack. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever been drinking tea and then your cup just fucking almost shatters because that has never happened to me before. Yeah. So, uh, Especially because they're not even bad touching things the things happen to me in my life. The cups are just yeah, like, sitting on a what table. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a thing you'll see this I don't in anime. Understand. Yeah, you see this in anime a lot, and especially I would say in Naruto. Not to say that there aren't anime that do it more or better, but that it really sh- it comes up a lot in Naruto, and it's fairly conspicuous. Which is uh, nature metaphors and omens. <laughs> they do a lot of those, and I think at the risk of sounding culturally insensitive, so I'm going to pre-apologize if I am. I think the Japanese people as a whole are much more spiritual and superstitious than the uh, American people as a whole. And so I think the idea of an omen happening such as a mug suddenly cracking when you're worried about someone and that crack in the mug indicating that you are right to be worried for them is kind of an accepted thing in Japanese society. Whereas like in our society, that seems like something that is silly and unbelievable. Uh, it shows up a lot in Naruto, and I think the nature metaphors, for the most part, are interesting and work well. I think the omens don't, and these were pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so the other important things that are going to happen inside of this episode are as follows. Um, Ch- uh, Chio is going to arrive. She's going to be like, I can't help, but you should call Tsunade um, because she is the only person that I can think of that would be able to deal with this poison um, because she was the person that thwarted all of my poisons inside of one of the Ninja Wars. Um, and they were just like, hey, by the way, we called some of the people in the the uh, village hidden in the leaves. And there, she's like, oh, good, great, thanks. Um, and uh, then that's, the, uh, the that's team... That's not what she's like at she's, all. <laughs> she's very she's like, upset. Uh, she's in... Oh, no, no. I wouldn't say that she is very upset. 
She she instead just like gives them old lady grief about how they should be stronger and just shouldn't have to rely on their allies as much. She's just a cranky old woman. Look, I see what you're saying. I I would argue she is very upset and she is upset for the kinds of reasons that older people get upset about things by being sort of reductive about them and and uh having uh poorly formed opinions based on past events rather than fully formed opinions based on current situations. But like her reasoning, she literally says she is disgusted. It's pathetic and it makes the entire village weak. So I think her feelings are fairly strong, but she specifically yeah, she's says just like, okay, it's fine. Come on over. <laughs> she specifically says that she doesn't think that Sunagakure should be allying with Konohagakure. She says that alliances are always ephemeral, and so you shouldn't trust them or put any faith in them or have any kind of reliance on them because eventually they will fade. And she says that because they're relying on the leaf village, that the sand village is no longer taking basically the steps or responsibilities to make itself strong and to make itself self-reliant, and that is making it weak and essentially subservient, and she's upset. Yeah, this is also she, a the whole very time important she was, part of her character in this arc. Yeah, and the whole time she was wearing a red hat that says "Make Village Hidden in the Sand Great Again." <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I did think while I was watching these episodes, I'm like, "Damn, this is uh, this is some real nationalism coming out here." Also, like we when we when we saw old lady Chio the first time, she was. She was watching uh, Fox News, which inside of that <laughs> world is just uh, it's just the the nine tailed fox on TV, just destroying things. And it cuts back to her, and she's just like, "Oh no! Every time I look around, there's another t- uh, tailed beast destroying another city." Yeah, demon on oh, TV how causing world destruction wantonly is a good description of Fox News. <laughs> Also, whatever. Anyways, quote on Pod Save America this week that was like, nationalism is just patriotism for assholes. And I thought that was really good and succinct. Anyways, let's take a hard step away from this uh, to Mm -hmm. go back to Team Kakashi, who is waylaid by a sandstorm. Just kidding. Uh, They actually are not waylaid at all and just get there on normal time. Yeah, they make Um, a really big deal of this and then show up exactly when they were supposed to. Yeah, um, and as soon as they arrive, Chio is just like, ooh, and her, like, uh, above her head, um, a exclamation point appears, um, and she <laughs> decides that she is going to try to kill Kakashi because he is the White Fang. Um, that takes us into the next episode, uh, the medical ninja student. Um, there is a quick back and forth uh, be- between old lady Chio and Naruto. Um, he is going to block her attack, and then... Um, everybody is just like, calm down, old lady. That's not White Fang. He's dead. And she's just like, oh, oh, let me take my medicine and sit down. (laughs) They also were doing this all in the medical room where Konkuro is currently dying. And the reason they rushed in here was so that Sakura could try to save him. And then they have this like comedy break from it. And I'm like, uh, maybe do this outside, y'all. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the other important things that happens inside this episode, because there's going to be a lot of talking inside of this episode, 
Um, there's not a lot of stuff that's super important to learn other than uh, Sakura is able to get most of the poison out. And Using that is going magic. to uh, get Conqueror to a point where, yeah, um, Conqueror is going to be able to wake up after drinking a, another remedy that is made up for him that is going to be able to deal with the rest of poison inside of his body. And Conqueror is going to be very thankful and he's going to talk about how um, Gara was completely changed by Naruto. Um, everybody high fives around the room and then they're just like, all right, we need to get going on the next mission. That's basically yeah, it. Kankuro was able to uh, snatch a piece of Sasori's cloak, and Kakashi has a cabal of dogs that he's friends with, so uh, they're going <laughs> to use those dogs. A cabal of dogs? <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> so. Call them a pack, Blake. It's not like when you when you go outside and you're just like, oh, there's a bunch of birds over there. That must be a cabal of birds. No, it's, it's a, a murder. murder. <laughs> <laughs> so. Only if it's crows. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's a gaggle. Uh, what is... Wh- yeah, what was the other one that I was thinking about that was so funny? Oh, yeah, um, a bunch of hippos that are together is a bloat of hippos, and I was just oh, like, yeah. that's fat shaming, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rude, and we don't do that. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, those, that's the episode. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, um, so uh, stick with us uh, after this, and we will be talking about what's coming up next time on Yu Yu Hakusho. Well, I guess they know now. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English. He's our level 10 sound wizard. Level 10? That's a lot of new levels. Well, he's been out in the waste grinding and killing low-level monsters to level up. That checks out. Our podcast is ad-free. And if you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&SGetJumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BlakeAndSpencerGetJumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash GetJumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every week on your favorite podcast platform. And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 22 through 25. Hey, look, Kuobara is going to get some feelings inside of this episode. He's going to catch straight up feelings. And if you're worried that Kuobara is jumping into something that's really weird, I got to tell you, there is a tentacle monster into this episode. Oh, God. Be prepared. Yay!